it's like my friendships now are very intentional. Mm-hmm. If you don't grow me, if I can't learn from you, if you don't empower me, I love you. I'll pray for you, but you'll be at a distance. I don't have the time. You're listening to the Empowered Woman, Badass and Unfiltered Podcast, a place for inspiration, empowerment, and personal development. Showcasing badass women from all over the world, giving tips on personal development, mindset, and healing. I'm your host, Olivia, transformational success coach for spiritual female entrepreneurs. Now let's dive into this episode. Thank you so much for tuning back in to the Empowered Woman Badass and Unfiltered Podcast. Today, I have an ex- like a phenomenal guest. She's a certified health coach and she's a and wellness coach, wife, mother of four, and a recovering or recovered perfectionist. Let me correct that. Recovered perfectionist. Mm-hmm. And all the way from Houston, Pennsylvania, she's joining me. I'm a little bit about her. So you you got to find her on Facebook. I'm telling you, Facebook, Instagram, anywhere you can find her. Where else are you located, actually, Kimberly? I am really primarily on Facebook. I am still, I'm a very old school millennial. So I'm just now learning the whole social media jazz, but I am on Instagram too. Uh, it's Freedom Tribe Wellness. And I have a business page on Facebook and a personal page. So those yeah. are the best ways. To get yes. Welcome me. Help me welcome Kimberly King here because um, let me just say that throughout COVID, um, while I was posting positive stuff, she was also one of the people that was continuously posting positive stuff that I continue to look for their feed because I'm gonna let you know something really quick. I don't pay attention to my feed. There are certain people I pay attention to and she is one of those people. And I, I, I'm just so happy that I can, you know, get on here and share this common relationship that we have and share it with, you know, you guys listening. I am honored to be with you. It is always a blessing to talk to, but now we get to talk to some other people and hopefully our energy can like help them feel more blessed and less stressed. That's like my motto. I think life is about that. And I think uh, a relationship with a higher power for us is God. Yes. Um, really, really is what changed my life. And I think we actually met during 2020, right? Right after, yes. right at the beginning of, of, uh, I don't even know what to call that year. I'm not even sure <laughs> what to call 2020. That was but the year it, of growth. Cause I'm- yes, I agree. Yes. It, it definitely, I thought I had done a lot over the last seven years growing as a person, but 2020 really was quite eye opening on so many other levels. So that is actually how we met was in a fellow entrepreneur group and we connected right away based on our faith and just actually being positive during a lot of chaos and a lot of uh, not so positive things going on in the news and in the world. So that's, uh, I'm glad we jive together and I'm very happy to talk with you about everything. Yes. Yes. So we're going to talk about this one very important relationship, but we're also going to talk about a little bit of stuff that we see and how we handle those things. And it's not like we don't address the issues in the world. We're not naive to the fact that there are really crappy things going on right now. I'm not, we're not naive to that, but we can shift our focus towards the bigger picture and, and change our perspective. Because I feel like a lot of times people lack perspective when they're in bad situations. 
And so we'll, we'll touch on that too. <laughs> but Absolutely. I want to I hear a little bit about like your story, like how your relationship with God was. Okay. Um, so this is going to start right from birth. So I was raised by two very faithful parents, right? However, what makes it unique and something else we have connected on is that we come from a multi-religion background. So I have four grandparents, of course, and they were all four, four different religions. So my parents raised me in a non-denomination. So basically believe in God, love others, read the Bible, pray. So I, I was brought up in the church. The problem with that is during my childhood, although I had the principles put into me, I didn't have a relationship with God and I really didn't understand that. And I think, you know, as you're growing as a person and you're young minded anyways, you don't realize the importance of that. So through my teenage years and my twenties, I was definitely a wow child. I probably um, gave my mother numerous different heart attacks because, um, (laughs) you know, I just did not make the best decisions and she thought I was raised better and she's right. They gave me good principles, but uh, we fall astray, right? And life in general, and we go through moments and we hang out with the wrong crowd and we make mistakes. So um, I ended up getting married at 24 and I have three beautiful children that are my biological ones and one bonus daughter. So unfortunately though, that marriage was very toxic and um, it took me through a very dark, dark, dark place. I went through a divorce. It was very, very dark. It is then, and and you hear it a lot from people that have recovered from anything Mm -hmm. very dramatic in life. And I was at a point where I really did feel alone. I picked up my two toddlers. I packed my car with very little and I headed off to a new state with absolutely nothing and nobody that I knew. And it was really then that like, I didn't really know what I was doing in life. At that point, I was almost 30 with two kids now a single mom, no clue what to do with life, no clue where I stood with anything, felt betrayed by everybody, including God. But then I had a moment where I realized it wasn't God. It wasn't God that I was mad at, right? It was people along the way. And I talk about church hurt a lot because I've realized in my talking to people that most people aren't really mad at God. They're like, they're mad at the church or somebody at church that they thought should have been there for them when really you don't need those people. You need God in that relationship with God. So it wasn't until 30, I really became a reborn Christian, got baptized again, and really, really, really started spending one-on-one time with God. And that is like, my life has changed since that point. I'll be 37. And it's like crazy looking back at like, I just feel like a totally different person. It really is true. Like you look at things so much differently And you're able to handle things that would have broke you, like really broke you before. And they like, it it almost empowers you to get through those moments instead. So that, that is basically my story of where I'm at with my relationship with God and why I think him being in the center of my life brought a wonderful new husband who is truly God sent another beautiful baby and so many more blessings and opportunities. And just, I really do think it's really important to, to start that relationship. Amen. I absolutely agree. And, you know, when we were first talking in, um, the, like when we first doing this, you know, to before the podcast, 
you said something to me and it made me think so much. And I've been waiting to tell you this. And it, when you were going through your story, it reminded me of that. And it, it made me realize how I was still playing the victim in certain parts of my life. Cause you said, I realized where I played the victim and I might not like, it's not there that I play the victim now, but the story that I have about my ex and my, my father, oh, I played the victim in that. And I kept holding on to that. And I realized that because of what you said about where you're playing the victim, that it, it made me completely rethink and restate how I even talk about that time in my life. And I appreciate you so much for that because it was so eye-opening. And, you know, it's, it's breakthrough after breakthrough, you know? And I truly believe yeah. God puts people into your life for a reason. Oh, amen. Hey, do you want to join this conversation? Do you have input that you would love to give? Join Level Up With Live Facebook community for badass spiritual women. It's all about accountability and motivation. And we talk about these podcasts as well. The link to join is in the show notes below. I, I do truly believe that. For the good, like good people, like not just people that will uplift you, like our relationship, but he also brings people to teach you something, right? Oh, yeah. When you get hurt from somebody, and this is probably now where you're at, you know, and you're, when you look at your past relationships that have hurt you, it's, it's you learn something from those. You realize like they weren't a curse, you know? They weren't like a horrible person. You weren't the victim. That was a season in your life and that person was a part of that season now some people don't stay in our seasons right some people are there for the long haul some people aren't meant to be there for every season and that season what he was teaching me oh man you know like because I was 20 that was the hardest year of my life like I was in an abusive relationship my father died and I was in school I was taking care of my boyfriend at the time's brother and sister, brother of which was mm. turned three years old when he was with me and a oh, nine wow. year old girl. And so it was a wow. lot of, I was working third yeah. at Waffle House. I was, I mean, it was a hard, hard time. You had an over, overwhelming plate trying to carry. And um, they were only there for a month and get this, they were living in a homeless shelter in mm. Maryland. Like this was the situation. They're living in a homeless shelter in Maryland. Their mom is illegal oh. and she, because she was already kicked out of the country because she right. was selling drugs. So, you know, I'm dealing with that as well as he's like the little girl saying, oh, there was a girl in the house and there's, you know, oh, and then, man. You know just get him not paying bills. So me having mm. to work extra hard to get sure. those bills paid. Oh, and then not really having the connection with my family. What the, what I learned in that point in time was when I, that I should have listened to my intuition when I shouldn't have been with him. I should have never even put myself (laughs) in that situation because I am absolutely responsible for putting myself. I signed Mm -hmm. that family myself. That is nobody else did that, but me. And you got to take full ownership of the things that you do in your life. And for the longest I was playing the victim, like somebody did this to me. No, I I made that choice and I did not listen to myself. And we don't realize it Mm -hmm. at the time we're playing the victim. We do not realize it. We have justified in our mind how this person made this happen to us. And you know, it is, you're right. What you just said right there, 100%. Like every morning I wake up and I say, I am responsible for 100% of whatever happens in this day. Mm-hmm. How I how I handle other people that I encounter, how if something goes wrong, how I handle it, I am responsible for every bit of my life. 
And I no longer let, and, and we give too many, we give people too much power Yes, over us. We way too much power. Like I tell my kids all the time, don't tell me, don't play the blame game because I'm going to ask you, are you a leader or a follower? Because if you're telling me it's somebody else's fault, you're basically telling me you're a follower. And I don't know one soul that'll admit that they're a follower over a leader. Do you, if you ask somebody, are you a follower? They're going to look at you like, no, <laughs> I make up my own mind. Right. But are you? Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, it, it's a powerful thing to get to that point where you realize like, I'm not the victim. Mm-hmm. I got myself in these messes, situations, whatever it may be. And now I have to learn from them and hopefully learn to avoid those types of people or people that bring you down instead of lift you up, right? You're not going to avoid grumpy people in life. You're going to run right. into them, right. but you don't got to stay around them. Exactly. You have to protect your peace at all costs. Oh, amen. Now, you, yeah. you don't, I understand you got to deal with people you don't like. I get it. I really right. do. Because I, you know, I feel like I'll, I'll say this stuff and people don't think that I can relate. You know, they just think that I like, you know, must never deal with horrible people. I, I'm letting you know right now, I work in fine dining. Okay. I started <laughs> off at a Waffle House. I've dealt with yes, all yes. types of people. I work in oh, corporate yes. America too. I've dealt with, with email hell, you know, and in corporate lingo. So, and they got, they got some nasty attitudes too. And, and they want a lot of people like for me now, it's more so the people that try to challenge me with big words, (laughs) (laughs) right? Big words. Like, and I'm more so just like, okay, well, what do you need? Like, I usually just kill people with kindness and I'm really, really sweet. That gets me that gets me so far. Like I'm just yes. nice to people. So honestly, I'm just given things. I'm very, I, I don't have many bad experiences. I have to say that I have great in my everyday life. People thank me all the time. Um, but it's a very intentional life. People just like you experience this as well. You are positive. It's just like, you know, that makes a difference. It makes law a difference. attraction type of people that you might, you know, yes. people that are into law of attraction. It's just, it, let's just talk about the reticular activating system that we all have and how visualization works to bring things into your life. God does talk about manifesting things. This is not something that's like super spiritual or weird. You know what I'm saying? It's one of right. those, you know, um, you know, um, it's just one of those words things. are powerful. Exactly. Words. And the the things that you see, like, you know, look for, focus on, that's what you're going to attract. You're going to have more of. So we both always having positive mindsets are only put, my rule is this. I'm not always positive, but my rule is I only post positive things on social media. I agree. Oh yeah. I mean, we all have bad days. Now I will mm-hmm. share, I will do this. If I have something like if I'm having a bad day or I've had a bad attitude, or maybe I was in the wrong, right? Cause ain't nobody perfect. And I got a mouth on me, right? I got an attitude and sometimes it comes off. I will resonate about it. And I will post like that aha moment. Like, Hey, I recognize maybe I was a jerk at the store to this person because I was running late or something oh, along yes. those you know, I will take accountability for that, but I do, you're right. I don't like, and at this point, I'm very blessed on my social media that I don't have a lot of negative Nancy's. I don't have a lot yeah. of downers. My timeline, is, 
my timeline is full of like positivity and happiness and family photos and, you know, vacation trips and entrepreneurs succeeding at businesses and, you know, good stuff. But eight years ago, had you looked at my Facebook, oh my goodness, the people I had on there. And you, you got to watch who you, who you hang out with, who you surround yourself with, what you listen to, what you're reading. You got to be careful. Because if you let too much negativity in, you will be, I don't care how optimistic you are. I am an overly optimistic person, but if you allow too much negative in, you will become negative. Guard your heart. Yes. So yeah, you got to guard yourself. You got to be real careful who you follow in online. What are you watching? Who you hanging out with? What are you reading? And what's coming up on your timeline? If that person is, look, we all have bad days. If it's just once in a while, they vent, look, people do that. It is what it is. But if it is every day that person is negative, you should probably unfollow them, maybe unfriend them, depending on what your relationship was outside of social media with them. But you don't need that toxic in your life, in your face all the time. It's, it's not good for nobody. People have a three strike system on my Facebook. There's a Ooh, lot of people I don't know. Too. I got a and- three strike policy in life, in oh, life. In life too. I'm like that too. But like on my Facebook, it's like, okay. Oh, yeah. If you attack anybody on my comments, yes, delete it. And the no same way, I don't that. allow it. I'm no. not. I'm not here for it. Not for I'm it. not about to babysit grown ass adults. I'm not doing right. that. Like okay. most of the people that get into arguments are twice my age on my Facebook. Okay, I, it ain't me. Yes, right. I'm not about to police y'all. I will delete. Well, right. I will. I can I understand. <laughs> yeah, you expect that from like preteens, teenagers, right? Like that. Yeah, it's, it, to me, it's very, it's very immature, right? And why would you post all that on a public platform online, anyways? If you're a grown person, think before you post. If you're mad, think before you post. Think before you post. That's all I can keep saying to people. Think before you post. Yeah, because it really just it doesn't just go away. <laughs> like right, it it. it, it and like you were saying with the type of people you used to entertain, oh. when I, I was watching something, I was watching a music video. This was, this was actually Friday night. I was watching a music video from mm. like, I'm from Charleston, South Carolina originally. So there's a lot of Geechee people there. And a lot of people don't understand what Geechee is, but Geechee um, are just a type of, it's the African culture that's there because it's a lot of the 40% of all slaves came through Charleston, South Carolina. So right. there's a lot. And, and they did a lot of indigo, like sweet grass baskets. Like that was the main crop rice. Oh, wow. um, okay. There are specific type of people yeah. kind of like Creole, but the English, English and African version of East coast version of a Creole person is a Geechee person in all like, that's the easiest way to compare the two. Okay. Like, yeah. Their accents, people think they sound Jamaican, but they're not but they don't understand. They're not speaking slang. They're actually, that is their dialect. That is the type of people that they are. Um, I can actually like, like you get me around some Geechee people. I'll, I understand exactly what they're saying. They speak because it's, people say it's broken English. No, it's, it's just Geechee Gullah. Like it's a whole culture, but anyway, well, I was gonna say, it's their culture. That's their language. Right. I I'm watching some, some videos of the music and you know i used to listen to some like i, sure. I have a very ra- random loud loud crazy taste i mean it's me too i'm all like, over the place music, music <laughs> like you would think i was in the hood i was not in the hood but you i know the songs right 
So I'm listening. I'm like, okay, you know, dancing. And I was like, I found this one video. And it was very high quality video. And I was really proud of the kid. And then I realized that he had guns and mm-hmm. marijuana. Uh, talking yeah. to, it was, it's a trap. It, it, it's it's the, the title is trap and er, you know? Uh. And uh. Yeah. But but still, you know what I'm saying? So so I'm like, I, after I get past that, I was like, we're for one, I'm way too desensitized to seeing this stuff. Two, you are not a celebrity. You are in South Carolina. Did somebody not tell you you are incriminating yourself? Because honey, like get it together. You cannot be like, and it, 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 so that was something that was so funny, but it was like, I would, if I was not a Christian, and you wouldn't recognize the line. With, oh, that's normal. That's okay. That's not a problem. I'm like, I look back, listen, as an older millennial, I look back at like the original, like R&B, like some Tupac and I love Tupac still to this day. Don't get me wrong. But I listen back to like Biggie's lyrics and like all these lyrics from like, I jammed out to as a teenager, like jammed out to and never really, you just, I didn't, I didn't realize exactly what all was being said in those lyrics. Do you like NF? Yeah. He's my favorite Christian rapper. Him and Lecrae. Yeah, he's awesome. Ray. Like, but you don't recognize that. You know what I mean? You don't. You don't. You just, and that's like movies. Like, and it's it, it is. It's like, and trying to explain it to a non-believer, it is really hard to do, right? Like, it's really hard until you have your own relationship with God. It's really hard to explain to people what you're seeing because they look at you like you're crazy. Like, oh, that's not a big deal. Right. What do you mean? Right. And it's like, guys, do you realize that as a society? Yeah, it, it is a big deal. So desensitized to violence, drugs, and like sexuality, you know? Yes. I, and I'm not saying, and you know, that's one. And there's of nothing the wrong with having a healthy sense. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with, with feeling good about yourself. There is nothing wrong about that, but there is a positive way about it. And there is a way that takes away who you are as a person. Mm-hmm. And nothing should ever make you feel ashamed. So if something's making you feel ashamed, it's probably not healthy. Exactly. Or you feel like you need to do something. A lot of females need to, to not wear clothes or dance very sexually to get attention. They feel like they need right. And they don't. That. And in actuality, when you start to learn to love yourself and God helps you do that so much, because when you have that relationship with God, then you start to hear him actually say those, the scriptures with, and you believe that you are who he says you are. You, you are, your abundance is granted. Like you already have it, you know, and all of the blessings, you just got to be you and really align with that. It, but I, I'm not saying everybody needs to like everybody's on their own spiritual journey. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I'm still growing. I'm still learning. Like mm-hmm. I am still recognizing things about myself. The best thing I could say to people, if, if you have never, if you just don't know anything about God, because, you know, I've talked to many people, they just really, you know, they don't, they don't have an opinion. They were never taken to church. They just, they just don't know. They just don't know. The best thing I can say is I'm sure there's a Bible laying around somewhere your house. Some Somebody had one, a family Bible somewhere, or go get one, or go to the library even. Just take like 10 minutes 
and just go through it on your own without anybody else giving you any opinion or any advice or any pressure. And just kind of slowly get into it yourself and see if there's something in there that actually strikes a nerve or speaks to your heart. That that could be like, I think that's my best advice to anybody that maybe doesn't understand why God's important. Because I remember being there myself. And like I said, I was raised with faithful parents, right? I was raised in that. And I still went through a period where I was like, why do I need God? I right? Think when you get to, for me, like my story, I, I didn't get baptized until um, September, 2019. And that was because I did not want to make that decision until I knew I was, you know, really going to agree, be committed to living the lifestyle of a Christian. And, um, but now, now I realize after doing this thing for a little bit, I didn't I realize <laughs> you ain't supposed to come to God. Perfect. Right. You don't bring, you don't right. clean people up before you right. bring them to the church. You don't have to do all that. You, you just bring them there. And then he does that. And that relationship with Amen. God does that. And I thought I had to be something that I wasn't. Amen. And all I'm truly becoming is more of my true authentic self. Yes. And I do that with him, with the confidence that he provides in me. And honestly, the guidance that I received from him helps mold me so much. Going to church for me is my spiritual therapy. Like I need that spiritual therapy session weekly. I need to be in that energy. Everybody doesn't need that. I understand that. You don't have to be in the church. I'm not saying that whatsoever. It's more so the relationship with him. It just helps me that I have yes. a church. Well, you that need that fellowship. That. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do feel even because I, you know, yeah. we talked about this. I have not found a church where I feel I belong yet. However, I do surround myself with believers that I talk to, such as yourself and many other powerful women of faith. And that's my fellowship. So you, I mean, you know, I still obviously have people in my life. I have atheist friends. I have friends that are Muslim. You know, I have different religions and I appreciate them, but I do have ones that keep me strong and that I can learn from to keep that fellowship, you know, because I do think that's important, especially if you're just like, starting to change your life in that direction mm-hmm. but find at least one good person that you can talk to just talk to that's not going to judge you that you really feel comfortable just asking questions to right because I had so many questions because I had everything that I was raised to believe right mm-hmm. then I had my life experience then I had my own expectations of what I thought God was then I started reading the Bible and realized I had it all wrong <laughs> And like you said, like you just said, he, Jesus wasn't sent on the earth for like the religious people or the people in church. Mm-hmm. He was sent for the broken to give them hope and heal them. Yeah. That's yeah. what I needed. That's mm-hmm. where I was at. Yeah. You know, but much like you, I felt like, well, I just don't belong in the whole like God thing because I'm not perfect. That's, you know that's, what that's I mean? religion. That's right. That's religion. That's religion though. That puts that in you. And you're like, well, I just, I can't live up to those expectations. You know what I mean? I can't, I can't do that. And now I know I have God's grace that I don't have to do that. Right. I do my best. Mm -hmm. I do my best, but I know when I slip up that he's got my back. And that's something that I just, I never understood until I had that relationship. I got to tell you about this time I was driving home 
recently. This was like a couple of days ago. I was oh, driving no. on my way home. I was getting annoyed. And I don't, I almost, th- this is how you know God has been working on me. Because <laughs> I used to have really bad road rage. Oh, now, now I don't, I don't. But I was behind this one really slow guy. And I'm like, this was on Sunday. And I, I had already been to church. I didn't, you know, I didn't uh-huh. do the right things. I saw my little god nephew that mm-hmm. he's so cute, little Levi. Oh my god, just oh, he's adorable. Oh, I need for him to mop baby bottle, but Jessica ain't gonna do that. I'm gonna make <laughs> but but anyway, cutest baby. But anyway, so I'm like on my way home and behind this slow guy, I'm like, really? So I move from around him and I get mad. Cause this man is just really big and just eating food and just, you know, I almost say some things and I almost, I literally, I almost flicked him off, but I put my hand out. I'm like, I'm like, who is this? And I'm like, okay, I'm going to stop. I'm going to relax. I'm going to just drive. Mm-hmm. Now I am granted, I am on the highway. And then I see a tire come across the highway. Oh man. And all I could think. Mm-hmm was that God protects me so much and he might put blocks in my life and might not allow me to move just to make me safe because that tire came out of nowhere. That's right. That would have screwed me up. He's been protecting me on this road. Like, and you know, that's just an extra like level of, I just feel so much safer. Yeah. Um, In the world. Peace and safety. Yes. Peace, safety, and not feeling overwhelmed all the time. Like it doesn't matter what's on my plate now. I know it's like going to be okay. Where before, like after my divorce if like one small little thing would have been put on my plate on top of my overwhelming plate already. I'd have just like had a breakdown quite literally like a real legit breakdown. And that's why people like you hear it a lot from like, especially like recovering addicts. If you've ever talked to a recovering addict mm-hmm. is that's what made them realize how important, like they didn't feel they were worth it. They didn't feel they were worthy of that kind of love. And I realized in my past, like I had great parents, right? I felt loved by them. I had a pretty decent childhood. I didn't have, but the relationships I involved myself with, with romantically and friendship wise through that many years had gotten to me to a point that I did not feel worthy of like genuine love that only God can give you. Like, I, I don't know how to describe it to people that don't have that. Yeah. It's, it's a, okay. I'll, I'll try. It's like, um, it's the feeling you get when you walk outside and you can breathe. Yes. And, and all you have to, and you know, in your mind, all you have to do is breathe. And you know that everything you need, you have, you, it's a certain level of abundance and feeling and the love that he provides. Like literally you go out, like it's just walking down. Like, let's say you're on a hike or maybe the beach, the beach might be somewhere nice for you somewhere out in nature, because that is one of God's biggest gifts. I love nature. Mm -hmm. seriously and you actually truly feel the abundance that he has in us for this war in this world when you think about when you actually pay attention to every little thing that he has created you look at the grass and you look at all of the little micro like just how perfectly including yourself you realize yourself that you were perfectly made it's that moment like where you realize 
and you're just a part of this whole whole system. You're just a part of it, and your your time is here is temporarily temporary, and then right. you on to the next because you have a soul, and you right now you're just a part of it, and it's just it's an amazing feeling though when it like that's what I consider the love that I have. It's just overflowing. And yes. It feels yeah. safe and secure. And you know what? Like just ready to enjoy the rest of what he has to show me every day that I'm on this planet is a gift. I think, yeah, I, I, yes. I think that's the best way to put it is like, you really appreciate life. Like I've realized like, and I was like this even before because I'm a very fast paced, productive person. Like I have, I just don't believe life is just meant for like mundane things. Like I think you should go do stuff in life. That's just me. It's how I've always been wired. My dad's that way. It's just the way it is. And I think that you realize just like how special it is that God made all of this and, and he made one of you and there's only one of you. And he felt that you needed to be here in this moment, in this time, in this life. And you're not a mistake. And no matter where you came from or what's tried to break you, you have power within you. Mm -hmm. And once you realize that, man, you could do, you can't be harmed. You just can't be harmed by this world. No, no. And that is like such a great feeling to know, like, well, you can try all you want, but like, I'll be fine. No, because God's you know I mean? not here for a mission. I could right. try to knock me down, but like, it's not going to work. No, like it's, it's just that relationship for me, it really has built this connection. Oh, yeah. It's just a trust to be like, I'm not going to be taken out. Like I have, he put me on here for a reason and I have said yes to the assignment and he knows Amen. that. So I, I, you know, if I go, it's going to be because it's my time, but, but until then he's going to put roadblocks and errors and things in my way and more things for me to grow and learn from, but he's going to be by me the whole entire time. So I really got to stress. I just got to go through it. That's right. Right. There's no sense. I, there's a, what, what do I say? Okay. If you can solve it, there's no need to stress about it. Right. And if you can't solve it, there's still no need to stress about it. Right. Right. Because if it's not in your control, if it's not in your worldly control, if it's a situation that you truly have no power over. Okay. Then God's got you. Mm-hmm. So either way, you have nothing to worry about. Seriously, seriously. You, that, that's, and this is a thinking problem that a lot of people have. They have this like overthinking problem and stuff like that. And it's, we've worked on this so much as coaches. Well, right. We do this, but you know, you, not everybody people, does. Right. They most continue people to don't. worry. They continue. If sure. I, I tell this to people all the time, if I knew that I wouldn't have to do half the shit I was doing before I became a Christian, I would have been became a Christian. If I knew I didn't have to worry, <laughs> stress, like be depressed, all that other stuff, like yes, financially, comes. financially, let me tell yeah. you this cool thing. Cause I'm sure we got a listener out there right now that is like struggling, right? Man financially. I remember that being such a focus of mine as a single mom. Like I said, literally our rent, thank God included utilities was 500. I made $700 at side jobs. Okay. 200 went to feed my kids. There was many nights I did not eat. Okay. So I know the struggle. Once I had that relationship with God though, like as long as I did my best and I kept pushing forward, God provided above and beyond. Like in seven years of my life, 
because I know financial stress gets to a lot of people. It overwhelms people emotionally. Mm-hmm. And it, and it, and it makes it like it, I wasn't enjoying being a mom. Mm-hmm. And that was like the greatest joy of my life. At 21, I was told I could never have kids. So the fact that I have three, God is good, right? Amen. Oh, God is good. I got, oh. and, I, and I got a bonus shot out of the deal. So I had three biologically myself and one bonus shot. So God's good, right? But like, he'll take all that stress, no matter what. Do you have health problems, physical problems? Rely on God. He will ease it. But you got to stop listening to this world. I will say that. You got to stop listening to this world. He gave us free will also. So we have to start taking personal accountability for some of the Absolutely. problems we have in our lives. You, like, for instance, money thing, money stress. All right. I, now I feel, I feel for you with that stuff. Like, I could not imagine what that oh, was like. Oh, it was I so couldn't, not because I, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, oh. no, I just, I had never had, see me, it was, I never had a problem making the money. But oh, 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 spending it, saving it. Spending oh, my pre-mom days, that was me. Pre-mom days, I worked two jobs, but I didn't have a dime to my name because all I did was buy everything. Mm-hmm. Everything. Mm-hmm. In fact, my one friend used to say, I was so jealous of you when we were younger because you had everything. Brand new outfit, matching car, this, this, and that. But I wasn't happy. Oh, no, because we, if you put all that... <laughs> that's that external things right no. I wasn't happy like I was, I was not happy at all it was that's a fake not. happy you know everybody thought I was happy but on the inside I, I didn't have a clue I wasn't happy I didn't have any purpose I really didn't I just living with the world right keeping up with the Joneses making sure I had everything the world said I needed I didn't need none of it it didn't make it didn't bring me any joy Oh yeah. Right. Maybe for a moment, maybe for a second. And I'm not saying it's, it's nice to have nice things, but you have to realize that is not though. It don't matter how rich you, I have met millionaires that are absolutely unhappy. And I have met homeless people that are absolutely full of joy. So money really does not bring happiness. No, it doesn't. Not at all. And people, I think that so many people, they just want, they, they think about it this way. I want to make all of this money so I can do whatever I want to do, but they are, you know, but then they realize once they get to that point that not enough they're they have either built it to the point where they're working so much that they don't even get to enjoy right that they don't even get to enjoy that or they they've gotten, they've been so focused on just getting money that they don't have relationships and people. Yeah. There's no other avenue of their life. They have not invested the same type of time into building relationships and cultivating relationships in your life, because the best thing that God puts into your life is people and choosing those people that you have is the most important decision you have. Honestly, your friendships and, and marriage relationships yeah and I learned something yesterday that really really changed my mind on marriage um mm, okay they, they said they asked about conscious marriage do you have a conscious marriage and no lie I was like Okay, what do you mean by that? So, like, I didn't. Yeah, I, was like, I, I asked, what do you mean by a conscious marriage? So. That was one of the questions they wanted me to ask them, right? 
And they say, intentionally planned out. So how do you want your relationship to be? How do you want to communicate? What works both for the best of you? How are you able mm-hmm. to make your other part, your partner, a better version of themselves so and help them so they can help you? And you really work as a team, a team building activity. Really, truly, what are your team building activities as your in your marriage? And I thought about this. I'm like, I'm not doing this. Yeah, we're writing down our goals, but those are all. They're not emotional connections. It's like, what do you really need from me on a soul level as your partner? This is how cool God is. So it's funny you mentioned that. So yesterday I was talking with my husband and my father, actually, and my father loves learning, right? So I just, he was just happened to be in the room. So, and we were talking about the five love languages. Have you ever read that book, yeah. The Five Love Languages? Uh-huh. And I was asking them, well, what's your love language? Highly recommend. If you don't know what that is, go find that book. It's really cool. Very intuitive of learning about yourself and hopefully your partner if you're in a relationship. And I asked my husband and he really doesn't know. He's got to think about what his love language is because he really doesn't know. Mine's quality time. I am like, I am that person. And because I was married to a man that I had nothing in common with that I learned the hard way before that we were, it's, it, we were toxic for each other. It's not that we're toxic people. And we, yeah. thank God, we have a pretty healthy, civil co-parenting relationship now that, you know, it's been 10 years since we've been divorced and we knew each other for a long time prior to being married. But I think you have to get to the point where like, you just learn to appreciate people for who they are, but understand that not everybody's going to drive with you. Yeah. And not everybody's going to be that partner. Now, my current husband, he is, he is my soulmate in the sense that like, he encourages me. He supports my dreams. I support his, we don't argue. I couldn't tell you the last time. I don't know if we've ever actually argued per se, because he's very understanding. He's like the complete opposite of me in all the right areas, but yet we have enough in common that we get to grow together. Yeah. So that's kind of cool that you mentioned that. So now I I have to think about that. That's really a deep way to think about it. It's like, what are you doing? What are you doing together to grow each other? Like really on a deep level, like you said, I mean, we've always talked about our goals and stuff and like, we support one another. Yeah. But it's just, that, that, that does make you think like on a more deeper level on like, what are you intentionally doing with each other? Mm-hmm. together as activities. So that's awesome. I'm glad you mentioned that. So that's kind of neat tie in together of yeah. conversations we've had the past couple of days. Yeah, seriously. That is, that's so funny, but I just, and it, it, that whole thing, it made me just think like, how can I really be a better wife? And God helps with that. And it's not, oh, and I'm not talking about the lies from the church. I'm not talking about the whole, what I think, what society thinks a wife should be. No, for right. my relationship, yeah, everybody's for my relationship's different, just like everybody's different as a person. Yes. Every relationship is different. I could not, I cannot stand when people think that they have all the advice. Like I appreciate people's advice. Right. And I take it to a degree, but like, you got to understand everybody's different, right? Like we have a very different lifestyle compared to most people we know in our, in our personal circle. Cause we both work from home. Our kids are homeschooled and people are like, don't you ever like, do you guys argue a lot because you're with each other 24 seven? I'm like, no, we actually like each other. 
like oh I thought I, I the point of marriage it. was to like to I wanted him to be my best friend I wanted to enjoy time with him like I go on my girl trips he goes on his guy trips most but, people actually <laughs> have really crappy relationships I'm, I'm, I'm that. just gonna let I you know that right now I didn't know I didn't realize how many people and then they stay stuck in them and justify for whatever reason and I'm just like I'm very happy, like genuinely happy to see my husband every day. Like, and I did not feel blessing. that way about my ex-husband though. So that was a big growth process as a person, understanding what I needed in a relationship and a part partner, a partner. Yeah. Not just like, not a title, not just like, Hey, I have a husband. Cool. No, that is your part. My, my husband's 18. the CEO of this company or my husband's this, this, and this. Like, I didn't want to be like, you know what I mean? Like, I wanted a real relationship. Yeah. It's like my friendships now are very intentional. Mm-hmm. If you don't grow me, if I can't learn from you, if you don't empower me, I love you. I'll pray for you, but you'll be at a distance. I don't have the time. Let me tell you a story. <laughs> I just okay. don't. So... I, my husband deployed and everything. And I, um, I just thought I needed to have more friends because I did, because two of my friends are moving away. One of them already did. I was like, well, well, yeah. you know, I need it. And I'm not from here. So I, I started making friends yeah. with global BFF. Now I like to say that I have a 30 day, um, no, no, 90 day trial period. <laughs> I like that. Okay. I it's like nine, that. straight yeah. up 90 day like three strike rule. Mm-hmm. because frankly I know that I, yes I'm an extrovert yeah I need to be around people but I'm not desperate for friends I know I'm quality and I know that I have friends hey, multiple states. you know what I'm saying I I don't I'm not pressed to hang out with anybody and I don't want I'm not trying to come off like that but like I'm rude or anything no my friends that I have that I spend no that's knowing your worth with. that's you knowing your worth now that is you yeah. knowing oh. your worth and I mean, this girl, she was just doing some drama stuff and it was just drama. And, and I got to thinking and I was like, you know what? There's oh, too many red flags. It might not, she might not have done anything to me, right. but, but I, I was looking at her through rose colored glasses and giving her the benefit of the doubt and realizing mm-hmm. I, my time here and in every location, just short, so- right. I'm only going to be here a couple of years. I need to capitalize on the time that I spend with the people I'm spending my time with. I can't yeah. be with people that are going to be arguing with people over $25. Agree. Agree. Right. You need more to like, you need people that want to talk about dreams that want to talk about how to problem solve that want to like go do things that are fun, that make you laugh, that bring you joy, that really, really, because our life is short, right? None of us are promised tomorrow. We don't know how much time any of us have, right? And I don't know about you, but I got a lot that I want to do. Exactly. And I only want to do those things with people that I truly love to be around, love to be around. And it's really an emotional maturity level for me. I'm not even going to, yeah. you know, I, I may be young, but yeah, but you're I, really you're, you're smart. Yeah, you're you're young, but you you have a lot of sense. You have all a lot of my of the majority of my friends are either mothers or most of them are 
a lot older than me, but they think on a specific level, they've all done a certain amount of personal development. And that's mm-hmm. really big for mm-hmm. me. And, mm-hmm. and having personal accountability is another really big thing for me. And the fact that when mm-hmm. people get into things and they don't have any personal accountability, I have nothing to do with them because frankly, I will never be able to teach them anything because they're not at the point that yeah, I need them right. to be at this time. Amen. You're absolutely right. And I, I do that see, same because we're both coaches. So I do what I call a freedom chat because I'm freedom tribe wellness. And it's just, it's a free chat. It's 15 minutes. It's a phone call because not everybody's going to jive with me, right? I'm not everybody's cup of tea and I'm okay with that. I've gotten to a point and let's see, I used to be a people pleaser. I was a recovering perfectionist. Like I said, I felt I needed to be perfect and live up to everybody else's expectations of how I'm supposed to come off and who I'm supposed to be and what I'm supposed to say. And I don't want to make anybody mad or hurt anybody's feelings. And I still feel that way. I don't intentionally ever you know, try to ever insult or make anybody feel any type of negative way. My passion is to make people feel better, not, not worse, but I've come to a place that I realized I can't help people that don't want to help themselves. First, first of all, I have realized some people say they want to change. And this included me back in the day. I was one of these. I want to change. I don't want to live this life no more, but they're not willing to actually put the actions behind it. Right. And if they're not, then there's not much I can do for them on a coach level, right? I can't, I can give you all the tools, all the resources, all the positivity, all the encouragement. But if you're not at that place where you're ready, I can't do nothing for you other than pray for you. Pray you get to that point, right? Pray. I pray everybody gets to a happy place in life. I don't think life was made to be miserable. It makes me, now what used to make me mad about people now makes me sad. Yes. Right. What used to really at one point would have had me like cuss somebody out and act like a fool myself now makes me like sad in my heart and just pray for them that they, they find some kind of way out of that. For me, it's racist people. Oh, oh yeah. It's, Yeah. It's like. I'm just, when, when people are, I'm just like, just jerks. Yeah. I just, oh, I don't like jerks. I'm, I oh, hate jerks in general. Like, just oh, don't you're, be just, you're just ignorant. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Because I know like, you like you that, feel bad for them. You almost feel sad yeah. that they're that ignorant. Yeah. I'm just, Oh, Oh, you don't know. Right. You have right. no idea. That's okay. And just think like, and yet now, you know, because we have a relationship with God, we understand like those people are really broken. Mm-hmm. If you hate somebody and you don't even know them and you're hating them based on their skin tone or their sexuality or whatever it is, like, like, I don't care. like if you are that, like you, I, I really feel sorry for you that you have nothing else going on in your life. And you hate yourself that much that you have to reflect that on the other people that you're, you're apparently jealous of. Yeah. Right. Cause why, why else are you hating somebody for no reason? Absolutely. There's I don't really believe in hating any. I mean, I've had people do some really grimy, betraying, really nasty things to me. And I've never. Yeah. Been that nasty. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I don't understand that. I've never even prior to a relationship with God. I don't understand people going out of their way to be jerks to people. Like, what does that do for them? Exactly. I've never been able to figure that out. What does it do for you? You know, some people really. I don't even think I know. 
they, yeah, some people are just petty. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, they think That's they get, they get like excited. It can be environment. Yes. What's around. Sure. Well, I'm going to just do this. I'm going to. Mm-hmm. I'm, that's what I'm thinking right now. That's a, that's the thought that just came to my head, and you know, I'm just like, I think it also comes from a lack of value of time. See, I value mm-hmm. time so much. Me more, too. And I'm not about to like allow someone else to take that time away from me. Amen. Yeah. I heard this the other the other day. It said, you know, what we encounter most is thoughts. And that is so true. It's very true. Because we don't really, we, we encounter other people's thoughts, mm-hmm. natural, like, you know, things, experiences. We don't, like, we don't encounter, encounter that nearly as much as all of the thoughts that we have going out in our head and the, all the other thoughts that we're exposed to. Oh, yeah. So when we choose to quiet, like you were saying before, like, stop listening to these people and also knowing the advice that is for you. Because there's the older, you know, the more mature you get spiritually and the more mature you, you know, you get just in general mm-hmm. advice is for you. And, you know, especially with your work ethic, I feel like we got a lot of lazy people in this country because they're always oh telling God. us to do stuff. Oh, yeah. and I'm like, yeah, not, look, look, I, right. I, I cannot stay. And look, I hate when somebody comes to me and they try to give me, a, I'm a problem solver. Like if you come to be complaining, please understand. I will ask you right ahead of time. Are you coming to me just to vent? Cause you need me to listen. Or do you want me to provide a solution? Let me know because that tells me how much time I'm going to give you. Right. Because I'm your friend and I love you. And I, but if you're just going to vent, you got about five minutes and I'll tell you, okay, are you better now? And let you go mm-hmm. because I'm a problem solver, right? And I've done a lot of oddball jobs to pay bills. I don't, I don't like excuses. I like hard work. I truly believe that if you want anything in this, especially in our country, I don't know about the rest of the world because other places are different. But if you are in the United States of America, there are so many opportunities. Put blinders on to people that don't know what they're talking about. Stop taking advice from people that aren't where you want to be, right? Take advice from people that are where you're trying to get to. Exactly. Those are the people you should want to listen to. Mm-hmm. Listen to them. Don't get jealous about them. Don't be a hater on them. Watch what they're doing if that's what you really want to get to. But stop okay. listening to people that ain't never succeeded in their life on nothing. Exactly. If you, yeah, I, I completely agree with that. Like, <laughs> like, I cannot stand somebody. I want like when I have, you know, I could give you, I could give you my next business idea, right? My next book or whatever, right? I could shoot that idea off of you and you would be positive in giving me your feedback, right? Because we're on the same page. Yeah. And you would encourage that. However, if I went to one of my friends from my early twenties, right? Who are way at a distance now in my life. I, I care from them from a distance. If I gave them that idea, they would have told me it was stupid. You know how many people I used to say, have in my life surrounding me that used to just tell me my ideas were stupid. Those are not the type of people you need surrounded with. Uh-uh. I could have been so much further in my life probably had I known ahead of time how important it was to pay attention to who you're around. Yes. Right. 
Yes. Right? I'd have hung out yes. with so, some better people in my younger days and in my teenage years had I realized how important that really is. Yes. I so to, your listeners, to, to your listeners, right now, pay think about who are you surrounding yourself with? Are they really good for you? Are they good for you? Do they believe in you? If you had a genius business idea right now and you shared it, what would their attitude be towards it? Let's do an example really quick. You tell me a business idea and I'll respond back authentically. And I'll tell you one too. So did I tell you about the mother book? Did I tell you about that? No, you did not. No. Okay. So let's go with that one. Cause that's, I've been working on that for a couple of years now, little bits and pieces. So because I've been all kinds of different mothers, right? So I've been a single mom. I've been a stepmom. I've been a woman that been told that I can't have a kid myself. Right. Yeah. So I've gone through these different seasons of motherhood. I've had a blended family now, you know, I've gone through a lot of different seasons as a mother and I want to write, I don't know to write a book necessarily or to go about it as more of a video series and maybe go that way. Since we're in like the land of like, people like videos. I like videos. People like podcasts. So what is your thought on that? Do I go the book avenue? Do both. Do, do absolutely both? do both because there's people that like to read. There's people right. that like See, audio books too. I'm a physical book, right? I'm a physical yeah. book person, but I listen to podcasts. So I, I, I listen to audio books too. So definitely right. making an audio book option for that and do the videos as well. Sell that in a separate package as um, like, and it can all be a set package and it can be gifts for new mothers. So, right. so they right. all like, have I different ideas. That. You can right. do ones, you know, so for, for women that are actually planning, like for me, I'm, I'm somebody that is planning to have kids. I would like to know these things or when you are just finding out, you know what I'm saying? That you're pregnant and you have no idea and you don't have a lot of resources. Right. You're a different type of mom and you can really actually help them. So I think that's a great idea. I think I'll do it all. Thank you. Thank you. See, see, and that's why we're friends. That's why I connected with you because that's what I give to people. If you come to me, I don't care what anybody else has told you. I don't care how crazy the idea sounds to somebody. Like you could ask my husband because this is, he wanted to be a professional gamer. He likes video games. Little side note. I hate video games. Me too. I hate them. Okay. However, he's very good at them. Whatever. He's into tech stuff. He was working out in the elements all the time, 12 hours, absolutely hating life, coming home, absolutely not getting to spend any quality time, right? Miserable. So I said, so why don't you just like quit your job and like pursue the gaming thing or something or start that or, and like that shocked him because most people aren't like that. Most yeah. people, and I really, and I, I won't say most people, some people, some people don't want you to be on a higher level than them. Yeah, they got a jealousy problem. That makes sense. Yeah. It's like, and I don't even know if it's necessarily that they realize they're doing it, right? It's like one of those things, like, um, I have a good friend and he's an entrepreneur, kind of-ish, or he's trying to be. I encourage him to be. He should be. He's got lots of talent. But when I share a success for, with him, his comment is always, well, that's nice. That's not really an encouraging, like, friend thing to say right if you call me and you just tell me you got promoted which by the way um congratulations to your husband I did just see that Thank before you. I hopped on here and I meant to tell you that earlier but when somebody has like a promotion or something good happened like I congratulate them and I mean it 
Like I am genuinely happy for people to succeed. One of my mentors and her husband just bought this gorgeous, and I mean gorgeous, lake house with a lake and a boat, like like dream, dream, right? Like gorgeous. Yeah. I was genuinely happy for her. Yeah. You don't understand why that is such a hard concept. And I, I think that goes back to people not thinking they're worth that kind of success. They don't think they're capable of that kind of success. Therefore, jealousy is a nasty thing. Jealousy is so nasty. And I mean, it I, is. I don't, I hate it. I just don't, I'm not that type of person. I've never been that type. I like people being happy. I want the same way you are. Happy. And I've I could have nothing. More, and if you have something, I'm still happy for you. <laughs> right. I've become more that way too now because it's because, oh, yeah. because I read, a, I read a post and I was like, it said, you're never going to have what you hate seeing someone else with. And I Amen. really took that as a jealousy that. thing. I know a yeah. lot of people that get real jealous and they, they uh-huh. don't like to see other people win. They feel like a win a win for somebody else is their loss. And I'm sorry that you are so ignorant to think that this world filled with abundance isn't big enough for you, her, right. them, them right. to win. That is so, you have this ideology that because somebody else has something you can't, I'm sorry, you got to work on you. That's a you problem. That but is a frankly, you, right. Uh, most here, it's a you. It's a, it comes uh-huh. down to you. If you are stressing, if you are jealous, if you are upset, if you are angry, if you are sad, it, it comes down to you. It really does. The bottom line is it really, you better start looking in the mirror. And because oh, something's going on with you. Someone Nobody asked me else. a question. They were like, uh, what, uh, what do you do if your friends aren't supporting you? And I said, you find new friends. Amen. <laughs> yes. Said, what do you do? Absolutely. If- it was- there are, look, eight bil- listen, close uh, over 8 billion people in this world. I promise you, you can find five to jive with your vibe. Okay. Yeah. Five. Find yeah. five good-hearted truly uplifting human beings they're out there i promise they are and if you don't got one find me i'll be one same same like for real (laughs) like like, i tell please if you really don't have that and i get i get it i get it sometimes we just don't know who will be the real because here here's the other thing i realized with people and i got this way a little bit after my divorce right because i felt very betrayed by people so i stopped trusting people Mm -hmm. so i started being Guarded, not in the sense that we talk about now, but guarded in the sense that I didn't let nobody in. Oh yeah. Heart like, like my poor husband, he tried to date me for three years before I even would give the guy even a chance because like I had determined all guys are the same, right? They're all pigs. I'm done. I, I'm tapped out. I'm burnt out. I just, I'll just be single. I'll be a single mom. I'll be fine. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I had good examples of single moms in my life who were yeah. bad women. I'll be fine. Like, yeah, I was done. Thankfully, he he must have really loved me because he still pursued and he's like an amazing man. But, you know, I was so guarded. So sometimes I think we do. We don't allow ourselves to find better people. Oh, absolutely. Because and we, I, I we, have also, this, we, we don't take enough responsibility, you know. It's right, right. Me. We're not like, yeah, we're like, well, you know, I've known these people for 20 years, you oh, know. You want to continue to have them same crappy relationships for the rest right. of your life? Like, okay. Well, like you just wasted 20 years with somebody that clearly doesn't have your best interest in their heart. Mm-hmm. Why don't you go replace that with somebody? I can guarantee you can find somebody that you might know a week that has better intentions for you. 
Absolutely. Somebody you've known your whole life. Absolutely. I know it because I've had it happen to me. My best friends now are not anybody. They, in fact, four out of five of them. Well, I have four best friends in person that I grew up with, right? I'm very blessed with that, that I still have four of them. Two men, two girls. They're awesome. But my five closest, like, business people, my business friends, my partners, I met them all online. I didn't meet one, I, all online. I've made some phenomenal relationships and people. Right. Like, like, I you have know, made it's like with this whole social media thing too. It's like people complain about how it's so bad. And they, I'm like, but okay. it's how you look at it. It's how, like anything in life. You can use social media as a tool or a toy. You can use it as good or bad. It is up to you like any other resource out there. It can be used as good or bad, right? And I like to say, because this one girl said it one time and I keep saying it. I don't get on social media to get pissed off. So I'm not about to sit here and be stressed out over anything on my social. And I only follow people that motivate me. And if I start to feel intimidated or anything like that, I start to, you know, that dark shadow energy, I start to then turn around and pray. Cause uh, that's what I need to do. I need to get off social and uh, figure out what my problem is. And it's just that relationship with God helps me get to it faster. It helps me get, that is one of my yes. biggest flexes when it comes to my resiliency muscle uh-huh. is, 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 uh, my relationship stubborn. with Jesus Christ. So thank God, God, yeah, because I'm a lot less stubborn now than I used to be. Although I still have my moments with some things. Oh yeah. There's, there's some things I can hear him like, Hey Kim, you know, like, could you maybe just listen, you know, <laughs> like, but, you know, I'm, I'm definitely way better, way better at like, you know, being a little more patient. Oh, seriously. And with myself too, because I think for me, like I, uh, I expected too much out of myself maybe. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like in a good way of expecting things. Like now I expect things out of myself, but it's like, I expect to like go out and help people or make a difference or do something positive. Like they're good expectations. Yeah. Those ones were like, I'm just not going to make it. I'm not going to be good enough. I'm not good enough for this. Like just too much negative self-talk. I've noticed a lot of people don't talk. If you ever like just observe people in like a grocery store or anything and you watch how they talk, it's a great experiment. I advise you to do it if you're not a people watcher. I'm a people watcher by nature. I am. <laughs> I don't to. Like I don't try to be like a creeper, like one of them people. No, I'm a people watcher. I love to go to bars and sit and watch people talk and then I jump into conversations I want to. Yeah. <laughs> But like a lot of people talk really bad about themselves. Like they call themselves dumb a lot. Yeah. Um, well, that was stupid. Was, you know, like, and it made me realize like, wow, like that does a lot of damage to yourself when you keep telling yourself that. I correct my friends all the time. And then they correct me. Now. I'm like, no, you're so not bad at certain things like, with myself. I'm like, oh, I'm so like, if I'm not good at something when I like, okay, last weekend. I did, um, we did a pole dancing class for a, ba- a surprise bachelorette party that I threw. For I saw your pictures. That sounded so fun. We surprised her. So oh. that's the type of friend I am because, okay, that's the other reason I why I got that. Like I it. thought that was such a cool idea. I do. I do the most for my friends. Like, so I met her oh, back me in too. October. I'm a giver. I'm like, yeah, I'm a gift. Like, that's my love language to other people. Oh, sure. same, same. Like I met her back in October and her wedding's coming up and she wasn't like really planning stuff. So me and two of my other friends, Aww, we, awesome. like, we planned, we did the bachelorette part, full day of bachelorette party. So 
pole dancing class. Then we went to a winery. Then we went to a hotel to get ready. Then we went to a fine dining restaurant, 801 Fish, like, like nice. Three different outfit changes. Exactly. We had t-shirts. Awesome. We had all like pink dresses and like, you know, it just went along with the themes perfectly like throughout the day. She little surprises throughout the day to like really like Aww. make her excited. We really talked and, and talked about marriage and, and, you know, ways to help her in her marriage going forward because she's getting married next month and that's um, awesome yeah but we were at the yeah you uplifted that that season that moment like that's a big moment you know like that's awesome awesome. she had she needed to have like that surprise moment to just we kidnapped her and we just you know yeah those pictures were great I saw the pictures I was like that looks so much fun yeah, everybody looked really happy. You guys looked like you really had a good time. Like everybody really had a good time. That was the whole point. Like I, I like to make sure the environment is yes. where we can authentically laugh, cry, have real right. relationship. Like we, that was, I started out every friendship this year that I was making straight up authentic. I'm like, listen, this is who I am. These are my problems. You're going to right, you like me, them. you don't like me, whatever. Right? Yes. <laughs> Anyway, I want to just thank you so much for coming on. I'm going to let you go. Thank you. I love you. It's always love a blast. You too. I, I hope I hope we left your your listeners feeling uh, more blessed and less stressed, and and maybe hopefully they learned a little bit. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. Anyway, thanks so much. Love you. I'll talk love to you, you soon. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Empowered Woman Badass and Unfiltered Podcast. If you found any value in this, please consider sharing and subscribing. Now go out and be a badass.